What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. We're going to talk about five leadership traits that every contracting business owner should have developed, work on, and strive to achieve. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets podcast. Today, I want to talk to my business owners out there about some intangibles that you need to develop for yourself in order to be a powerful leader in uh, your business, in your community, your city, and whatever heights you want to achieve. These foundational intangibles of leadership are going to get you there. Okay, so I have five that I want to share with you. These five are important to me. I focus on them, and these are just leadership qualities that any business owner should have. Obviously, we focus heavily on contractor business owners, but you can transition these leadership qualities to any business. So let's start with number one, anticipation. Now, anticipation is a leadership quality that you need to develop, whether it's anticipating a fire happening. And by fire, I say that metaphorically, as in something could potentially go wrong with the job. Um, anticipation of an employee being disgruntled because you're putting too much of a workload on that individual. Anticipation on your scheduling, right? Anticipating the future. Wayne Gretzky, great hockey player, one of his most famous quotes. I don't have it in front of me, um, but what, what it really came down to, he said the difference between him and an, any other hockey player was that instead of focusing on where the puck was, he focused on where the puck was going to be. And that is his ability to anticipate. So that in itself is a leadership quality is your ability to anticipate results, anticipate outcomes. And by doing so, you put yourself in a position to react to whatever it is that you're anticipating, good or bad. Uh, give you an example real quick. You know, <laughs> this is an easy one, but I had eight guys on a job, nine, excuse me, on a job this week. We had to battle rain all week um, and Friday, today, rain all day long. I had to anticipate that and plan for two interior jobs to start on Friday, and I was able to make it happen. Now, both of my crews were able to leave that big exterior and go and do some interior work uh, to keep the schedule moving, to keep the company going. Had I not anticipated that, they wouldn't be working today. Nothing would be happening, and it would prolong our schedule, disgruntle our customers, and put us in a position of fear, scarcity, and ultimately it would just cause a rift in the operation. Anticipation is what helped me do that. Number two, leadership quality, integrity. Integrity should be your motto as a business owner, okay? Because here's the reality of the situation. You have one of two ways to own a business. You can be integral in every 
aspect of your business. Okay. Or you could cut corners. You could take, you know, take things that don't belong to you. Um, you could, uh, try to get away with things and you know what, it might work for a while. You could say you could, you know, and it could be subtle. Uh, it could be just as, as much as, you know, skimping out on paying a few hours to your guys or, uh, cutting costs in an area that, you know, doesn't really need to be cut. Um, uh, it could be, you know, not, not paying for quality material. When you promise quality material, you say, you know what, I'm actually going to go with this lower grade material. They won't know the difference. That in itself is a habit that you're building in your business and you don't even know it, but ultimately your employees are going to adopt that same mentality and that's going to be a perpetual problem, right? So if you're doing something that's not integral and they catch wind of it, guess what? You by default, give them permission to do the same thing. So as a business owner, a leadership quality is integrity. You have to be integral in all that you do because you lead by example. That saying didn't just fall out of the sky, right? Leading by example is what you should be doing. Whatever example you're setting is is the is is what you're going to get. So if you're leading by example with with operating in a way that doesn't reflect integrity, that doesn't reflect honesty and all those positive attributes of a of a leader, then guess what? Your employees, your workers are going to follow suit. But if you're integral in all that you do and and you always try to strive to do the right thing, guess what? Your employees will know no other standard. They're going to operate with integrity as well. There's opportunity throughout every day to operate without integrity, to maybe take a shortcut, to maybe take a, you know, to, to compromise in some way. Um, and you have to have that that integrity to be the person says, no, we have to do it that way. And you'll just know that that company culture that you create is going to, uh, is going to be very long lasting and everyone's going to follow suit. So the next thing, uh, the next leadership quality, number three, empathy. Okay. You know, there's two types of leaders. There's leaders that have empathy and there's leaders that don't. Um, and those leaders that don't have empathy, I think they forget what it was like to be an employee. And I feel like they forget ultimately what it's like to be a human being, right? I mean, we can't just expect individuals to just not have problems happen in their life. Like that would just be crazy because everyone has stuff that goes on. Everyone has family issues. Everyone has responsibilities. Everyone has things that they need to take care of. And let me ask you, what would you prefer? Would you prefer an individual who takes pride in taking care of family responsibilities? Responsibilities. Hey, man, you know, my, my wife's having a really hard time at home with the baby. I have to go. Or do you want somebody that doesn't care about that? Yeah, she'll, she'll figure it out. Or or what do you want? Like, I want individuals that take pride in their family, that take pride in their responsibilities. And if I have to be the, the guy that has to take the L there uh, in terms of them leaving, whatever, guess what it's going to do? Number one, it's going to build loyalty with my team. It's going to build a, a loyalty that is hard to to compare to another business, right? I mean, ultimately, these are the intangibles that make people say, you know what, I'd rather work for Tanner, uh, no matter what anyone else would offer me, because this guy has my back. And, and I know that that's rare in not only society, but in this business, even more rare is when the, the owner of a contracting company has that level of empathy that says, you know what, take care of what you need to take care of. We'll take, we'll, we'll fill, we'll fill in for you today. And, you know, don't get me wrong, right? Uh, there's a certain threshold that shouldn't be crossed. You know, you have to have, um, you have to have a certain level of awareness 
to know that, hey, you're, you're crossing the boundary of taking my, my empathetic kindness and you're, you're taking advantage of it. And that's when you need to make a decision to let that individual go. But the right individuals will see that and they will say, you know what, I'm thankful, gratitude, and they will buy in even more to your business. But that's a skill that you need to have is empathy, right? You need to put yourself in the position of somebody else. I'm working for a company. I have a young baby at home. I have a new wife and, 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 you know, uh, you know, she's struggling at home. I might have to leave an hour early one day and, and I don't want to give this, I, I, I would hate to, to give this individual a hard time, right? Like that's, you got to put yourself in the position of the individual working for you. And that is empathy. Essentially it's just being able to do that. So empathy is a leadership quality. And some people say, well, that's weakness, Tanner. And I would say to somebody like that, you know, I think it's weak to not have empathy. I think that lack of empathy is insecurity. I think that if you don't have empathy toward other individual situations, you're afraid that they will see you in 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 a in a weaker light. But empathetic leaders have confidence about themselves that say, you know what, we got your back. This isn't weakness. This is me showing you that I care. But I, I expect that same care in return. That's an, that's a leader's quality, empathy. So number four discernment. Okay. Discernment. We can start off by going back to empathy and having discernment of whether or not you're being taken advantage of with somebody that sees that you have, you know, uh, given them empathy over, over time and have tried to take advantage of you. Um, so having discernment is really just next level decision-making, right? Being able to make decisions is very general, but being able to have discernment is a leader's quality. It's being able to make a decision, a decision based off of a feeling inside, right? Um, those of you who are connected spiritually that have a stronger faith, um, you know, than the average individual know what I'm talking about. Like, like discernment is going with your gut, right? It's being able to hear that voice inside that says something isn't right here, whether, and, and in most cases it has to do with employees or individuals, or it has to do with people that you bring onto your business that maybe you don't have a good feeling about, but that discernment is built over and over and over it's a mix between your experience and it's a mix between that feeling inside that says, you know what? I don't have a good feeling about this individual. Could it also be for jobs that we take? Could it also be for the ability to say no? So I give the example all the time of how early on in my business, I took tile jobs and it was just because I wanted the money, right? I wanted the, I wanted to say yes to everybody. I was, I was money hungry. And then as I as I grew wiser in my processes in my business, I had to have discernment more often of whether or not to take certain jobs, whether or not to do certain things, right? Having discernment could even be making that decision based off of the type of strain it will cause your guys to take on something that's bigger than what you should be taking on. That's discernment saying, you know what? I don't have a good feeling about this. I need to let it go. I'll wait for the next opportunity. So discernment is one of those things that ultimately leaders have and they see it in a way that kind of like guides them. It's like a guiding, uh, I would say it looks like a lighthouse, right? Discernment is like, all right, bring me back to center so I can make a make a solid decision of what's best for future outcomes. You see all these things kind of tie together, discernment, anticipating an outcome, having integrity about the way you do things and, and, you know, empathy, all these things are connected, right? So these are leadership traits that kind of really all work together. Um, and number five, by far most important leadership quality, if any good solid 
solid leader is self-control. Now, there's so many aspects of self-control. And I think that, you know, uh, the big, big one for business owners is money. What are you doing with the money? You have got to develop a level of self-control. And I think that we know that money problems cause rifts in relationships. They cause divorces. What do you think a majority of employees in our industry, why do you think they have so much resentment toward their boss or whatever? It's because money problems mostly. Um, you know, so ultimately having self-control with money is ultimately going to free you, right? So the big transition that I try to give people, uh, you know, advice on making is transitioning from an employee to a business owner, right? So, you know, when you were an employee, you know, I don't know what your spending habits were like. I don't know what your saving habits were like, but law of averages would say that when you were an employee, you spent first or you, you, you saved what you had and then you spent first, saved what you had left over and majority of what you were spending was on bills, right? So at that point in time, like you're already depleted. And then most of the time, you know, um, you were just save whatever's left over. Like, you know, so with, as a business owner, we need to invest first, right? So the first thing we need to do whenever we get money is reinvest it back into the business. We need to inject money in there. Number two, then we spend on our bills and all those other things. And number three, then we save what's left and that could be used to be reinvested, right? That's a system. That's a business owner's mentality. And if you've never done that, how do you develop it? Well, first thing that I could tell you is stop spending money on stupid things. Okay. I mean, yes, it's exciting to get the big check, but ultimately you're in business to free yourself. Money will allow you to do that. You can hire more people. You can pay them more. You have a little more flexibility with your marketing. You have, you know, you know, and you're building a muscle, right? So the advice I would give you is like, you need to, you need to be comfortable with having money and not spending it. This is a big issue for a lot of people, right? So even five to $10,000, if you have five grand in your bank account, I don't know if that's a lot for you. I don't know if that's a little for you, but it could be a lot. So let's start with anyone that feels like five grand, having five grand saved would be an accomplishment, right? If I gave you five grand now, you might think, okay, cool. I'm going to go put down a down payment here. I'm going to go buy a sprayer. I'm going to do this and that. And like, like you have already these preconceived you know, uh, plans for money when you get it. So when you get it, like you act on those plans, you need to change your plans. I think you'd say, you know what? I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that. Let me get 10 grand in the bank. I mean, if you own a contracting business and you do not have 10,000 just saved for, for anything that pops up, you are in the red zone. My friend, you are at a place where your business could be wiped out. If you don't get a payment, if you don't get this, if you, if, if, you know, right now I have, I have $37,000 owed to me from jobs that I can't finish because of rain, right? Well, what would happen if I didn't have enough payroll in my account for three to four weeks? Okay. What would happen? Really? What do I tell my guys? Sorry, guys, I didn't get paid on the jobs. Um, unfortunately, you guys don't get paid either. No, that is not a business owner. That is somebody who's not good with money. Okay, that's somebody that doesn't have self-control, right? So it's my responsibility to make sure we have an insurance policy sitting in the bank account for when things like this happen. And really, yeah, I could go up to the customers and be like, hey, you know, um, yeah, it's raining. We did 75% of the work. Do you think I could get a check for 75%? Is that the type of contractor you want to be? Not me. I don't want to be that type of contractor. I actually have customers ask me, Tanner, do you need a check? I don't need a check. Nope. We'll, we'll collect the full payment when we're done. 
I want to, I want them to remember the experience. Okay. Wow. They don't even need money. Wow. We hired the right company. Okay. They don't, that's professional. Okay. Don't, don't allow your weakness to shine through to your customers of your inability to have self-control when it comes to money. You're a business owner. That has to be number one. Set the goal. Five grand. Keep it in the account. Don't touch it. Ten grand. Keep it in the account. Don't touch it, right? Do whatever you can to avoid touching the money, okay? And you're going to see it grow. Don't invest it. Don't buy Bitcoin. Don't do stupid things with it. This is just about building a muscle of learning how to have money and not spending it because I had to develop that muscle. I came from a very, very low-income family, so I had to go through those channels going, growing up and, and working in jobs and having the ability to save money and then not spending it. And it's paid dividends for me in terms of character. And also in terms of the fact that like, I don't do things just for money. Like I'm not in a, in a scarcity position. I don't need to take jobs just to make money or to pay my bills. I don't have to, you know, make my employees feel scarce. Everything they know that no matter what Tanner's got it, Tanner's we're on time. They're not stressing out because it's raining. They know they're going to get paid. They know it and they should get paid. That's not their problem. It's mine. And if you are in a position to protect that, um, you're really setting yourself up for holes in your business, which we want to avoid. So those are my five leadership traits of business owners. We have number one, anticipation, number two, integrity, number three, empathy, number four, discernment, number five, self-control. And in this regard, we are, we are concerned mostly about money. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you got something great out of this. Uh, this is the contractor seekers podcast. Do me a favor, share this with a friend, and I look forward to catching you on the next episode. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at Contractor Coach, and I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email. Find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.